Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. Well, at least the Warriors know how to keep it interesting. That game was pretty much a continuation of the Pacers game. It was really frustrating. And there were a lot of moments where you're just banging your head and you're like, what is wrong with this team? But a game-winning buzzer beater cures all, I suppose. (laughs) but not really. That was a great moment. That was a great shot by Steph. He'd been having, obviously, a really bad game for him. He was 6 for 21 overall, 4 for 13 from 3. He even missed two free throws. He had 12 assists and 22 points. You know, the 12 assists is great, but like when Steph isn't hitting shots the way he normally does, when he's in a prolonged slump, the Warriors... They kind of come off their pedestal a little bit, especially when they're missing other dudes like Draymond and Clay and Andre Godala and stuff. But without Steph being normal Steph, they're a little bit more vulnerable, a little bit more pedestrian, you know? And we've seen that, that the Warriors have had trouble scoring. In the first half, they just looked flat again. And they were kind of just going through the motions. In the end, they played better defense in the second half. They scrapped. And... It was almost like the opposite of the Pacers game in the second half. The Pacers were always down by a few points, five, eight points, but the Warriors could never put them away. And in this game, once the Rockets got ahead a few, the Warriors kept coming back. But in this case, it almost felt like the Warriors would just get close enough and the Rockets would just hit a few threes. I mean, they played with so much energy. They have so much youth on that team which coming out against the really flat Warriors, it it showed. It was a huge contrast. But the Warriors hit shots and made plays when they needed to. Jordan Poole, he was better in the second half. He ended up shooting 7 for 15, 2 for 4 from 3, and he had 20 points. One of his better games in the last couple weeks. I thought Andrew Wiggins was solid. He was better than he was against Indiana. 7 for 16. He missed three out of four free throws, though. But he was trying to be aggressive when they needed to get a shot. So I'll take that. Kevon Looney continues to play solid. 12 boards, three for three. And again, decent from the free throw line. He hit both of his free throws. He had eight points. And with Looney, you know, obviously there's always frustration when he gets the ball and he doesn't know what to do with it or he can't rise up and do anything and he pump fakes and he pump fakes. But what he's given the Warriors on the other end and in general with screens, especially with Draymond out and with rebounding, that's huge. And Bielitsa, he's definitely been having his problems as of late. So you need Looney to be that solid vet in the middle that can at least be a bruiser and do all the dirty things, all the little things that right now not many guys on the Warriors can actually do. I said after the Pacers game that they missed Otto Porter Jr. And he ended up in the starting lineup tonight. And he was huge, right? Like I said that they missed his veteran play, his ability to hit shots and rebound and just be a very, very good NBA player. He ended up five for eight, only hit one 
of his four threes, but he had seven boards and he was plus 16 for 13 points. He gave them exactly what they were missing in the Pacers game. And it was huge just to have him in the starting lineup and have somebody that, you know, the other vets could depend on. Some people I saw made a big deal out of moving Kaminga out of the starting lineup so quickly. They were pointing fingers at Steve Kerr because Kerr had said that Kaminga had earned those minutes and earned that opportunity while Draymond was out and he was going to stick with him there for a while, but then he just sent him back to the bench after the Pacers game. Yes, that's Kerr's decision, but I'm pretty sure, I'm guessing that that came from some of their veteran players as well. Jonathan Kaminga, as you all know, like I'm a huge fan of his and I think he's going to be an amazing player soon, but he has to be solid throughout. When Steve Kerr puts that trust in him to be in the starting lineup, he has to continue to earn it. And although he's been better about rebounding and getting to the free throw line and hitting his free throws and all that stuff, his effort hasn't been as solid. And he has made some mistakes, especially on the defensive end. So Kerr, the coaching staff, and, you know, like I said, I'm sure some of the vets had an opinion on that to like take him back, put him on the bench. The Warriors needed to come out a little bit stronger with Otto Porter Jr. I mean, they didn't really start off very good, but it makes a difference. Last year, right, they put James Wiseman into the starting lineup. He hadn't quote unquote earned it yet per se. And so they want to make sure that they put themselves in the best position to win. And then also that Kaminga continues to take on that responsibility. And in the Pacers game, again, on the offensive end, he was aggressive, but on the defensive end, he was a little bit lost and his energy and his effort wasn't exactly where it had been previously. You know, it's early in the season still, we're just past the halfway point, but this felt like a must have win. You know, like to lose back-to-back to the Pacers and the 14-win Rockets would have been rough. Like it would have been really, really rough. Again, a win doesn't erase the mistakes and the issues, but at least it kind of keeps everything at bay for a while. And I think that these issues are things that they're still trying to work out, right? I mean, they don't have Draymond. We know that. They might not have him for, who knows, like a month or something. And they need to find ways to win. You know, they need to find ways to win when they don't have him orchestrating and motivating and pushing people and all that stuff. This was a fun game for about two minutes, I'd say, you know, coming down into crunch time. And I appreciate the fact that Steph hit that shot and the celebration, it felt rather cathartic because the team had been tense. Steph was frustrated in the first half. He kicked that chair and everything. And, you know, his his buzzer beater, that was a little Jordan-esque against Brian Russell. He pushed the defender off a little bit and and hit the the two-point J. This homestand that I expected to be a little bit helpful, you know, to get their mojo back, it's been rough. It's been rough, but let's see where this team is at in a couple more weeks, you know, maybe in three weeks or something once they kind of hopefully figure some stuff out and once the coaching staff figures out the rotations a bit. 
We're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a huge boost for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN for 56 to 1 odds odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. But we'll see. We'll see how the Warriors respond after this. The homestand gets a little more difficult from here on out. They get the Jazz on Sunday, then on Tuesday, the Mavericks. Thursday, they get the Minnesota Timberwolves. And then on Saturday, the 29th, they get the Brooklyn Nets. I said before that all those games are gettable. It's just a question of how the Warriors come out. If they can fix some of these issues that they have coming out flat, getting into a rhythm, Steph hitting shots. I mean, it all rides on those things. And honestly, like if things start clicking, then all is forgiven, all is forgotten. I think they'll get there still, of course. And again, this season, it's a long way to go, but it's tough watching this team that was lights out early on going through these struggles, but that's just how sports and the NBA goes. That's what happens with injuries and having somebody like Clay Thompson out for 941 games show up and then all of a sudden become a starter and you know basically get 15 shots a game. He deserves those, but it's going to take a while. It certainly will help once things start flowing a little bit better. Like I said, it was good to see Poole get his a little bit tonight. But I would love to see him get his in a game where Clay Thompson plays, where Poole has to come off the bench. You know, you want him to get used to that somehow, some way. But yeah, at least the Warriors are making it very, very interesting. And real quick about the Rockets, I always liked their draft from this past year with Jalen Green, Josh Christopher, uh, Sangoon, and Garuba. They have a good future, you know. Jalen Green, that guy, he missed all 11 of his shots. Over 11, over 5 from 3. Yuck. Uh, but Josh Christopher hit a couple of big threes. And Sengun, I mean, that guy was MVP of the Turkish League at 18 years old. So that guy plays kind of like a veteran. But, you know, this Rockets team is much better than they were when they started the season. And that's the effect of just letting a bunch of young guys play. So they were confident. They came out with energy. And their whole team is a bunch of young dudes with young legs. And they definitely weren't scared of playing against Steph and the Warriors. Anyway, that's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com, and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts, and say nice stuff about us in a review on Apple Podcasts. That'd be much appreciated. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs. <laughs>